the right always talks about regulation being a burden on industry, but our health and our environment is being burdened by the use of these toxic chemicals. Most importantly, the European People's Party, the Christian Democrat Party. I sometimes call them jokingly the European Pesticide Party. You're listening to EU Watchdog Radio. Hi, welcome. I'm Joanna Lassin, comms officer at CEO or Corporate Europe Observatory. In today's episode of EU Watchdog Radio, I'm going to talk to my colleagues Hans von Scharen and Vicky Kahn about toxic chemicals and the European Commission's response to the pesticide industry. Hi, Joanna. Hello, Joanna. According to the UN, Pesticide use is responsible for 25 million cases of acute poisoning, resulting in an overwhelming 220,000 people dying every year. Today I'm going to discuss two important pieces of legislation, REACH and the export of banned pesticides. Let's start by the first one with Vicky. Uh, I'd like to uh, start by asking you what is exactly the REACH regulation? Well, the REACH regulation is a really important piece of um, EU law. It finally was introduced in uh, 2006, so it is quite old now. And REACH stands for the Registration, Evaluation, Authorization and Restrictions of Chemicals. Luckily, we can call it by the acronym REACH. It's the central piece of legislation that um, regulates and hopefully restricts um, toxic chemicals that are um, in use in the EU today. And uh, what was the REACH revision? So um, back in 2020, when the von der Leyen Commission was coming up with its Green Deal <clears throat> proposal, it um, one aspect of that um, was something called the Chemical Strategy for Sustainability. So the Green Deal had numerous um in, um, elements. One was on climate, some others were on agriculture, that's farm to fork, but there was also a really important chemicals uh, piece in there. And that um, recognised very rightly that chemicals have a huge impact um, on the health of citizens, not just in the EU, but around the world. Um, a huge impact on, on the environment. It's closely related to, to climate, the climate crisis. And the Commission, um, and we, we applauded this, recognised that the, the, the chemicals legislation already in place needed to be improved. Um, so hence, there was a, a move to revise the REACH revision from 2006. Um, and since then, um, the Commission has announced... Um, various aspects of this um, chemical strategy and is moving forward with several um, aspects of this. But on this key point of, um, if you like, the jewel in the crown, the key piece of legislation, that the review of that, the revision of REACH has now been delayed. And what's the new timeline? It will now run into the European parliamentary elections, which are scheduled for May 2024. And it's really going to... Um, 
um, restrict um, progress uh, and possibly even, in a worst case scenario, put the whole thing um, on on hold. Why is the industry against the revision? Industry does pretty well out of reach right now. There was a report written by um, another um, NGO, um, the European Environmental Bureau, earlier this year, and it showed just how much industry benefits, if you like, from um, the, the, the regulation at the moment of chemicals, because it can take only three weeks to get a new chemical onto the market at the EU level, only three weeks to go through the paperwork required. Wow. But if the if 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 the authorities want to restrict that chemical, it can take 10 years, 12 years, perhaps even as long as two decades, perhaps That's for that incredible. for that to happen. Incredible. And meanwhile, that this toxic chemical will remain on the market um, for all of that period. So these are some of the reasons why some aspects of industry at least didn't want to see the reach revision on the agenda of the commission because actually at the moment it is pretty easy for them to sell toxic chemicals on the market in the EU and that but I would say that industry is not fully um, not all industry is fully opposed because I think some will be able to see that there would be efficiency gains um, to be had from having a, a better regulatory system. But unfortunately, the voices of the big industry, the conservative industry, the industry that is really very much wedded to the use of toxic chemicals, they unfortunately have the biggest voice and perhaps the biggest lobbying budgets as well. And they have managed to have their, have their way this time. There has been a lot of talk about a massive export of banned pesticides from the EU to the rest of the world. What can you tell me about these pesticides, Hans? Thanks to uh, research of uh, academics from, for example, Brazil, but also civil society organizations, we um, we learned that uh, Europe is indeed um, banning um, certain pesticides because of their toxicity, uh, both for the environment and for human health. And um, thanks to this pressure, let's say, from civil society and, 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 and uh, researchers, uh, the European Commission in 2019 basically promised to uh, tackle this uh, very, uh, uh, yeah, very shameful topic, I would say, where the European Union has double standards. Um, uh, for example, a product like Paraquat, uh, a very extremely toxic uh, substance of which some researchers said that a single sip can kill is being banned in the European Union since 2007 but is still being massively produced and exported to mainly uh, Brazil, as an example. And so there are many of those uh, substances that, um, you know, that, that, that are already for, for a while banned in the European Union, but uh, still, um, yeah, exported and for, produced and exported on Europe, uh, from European soil. So the European Commission recognized these, these uh, double standards and um, promised to, um, to uh, launch a proposal to address this. But just uh, this month, um, when it became clear uh, what the work program of the European Commission is until, let's say, more or less the election time of 2024, mm -hmm. um, it became clear that this topic was no longer on the work program. And, you know, this means... Is, well, the fear of civil society and also of us um, is that um, this proposal might not see the light of day before 
2024, and that basically means it's off the table. Um, and that is extremely worrying because if there's one topic, and there's many topics concerning pesticide use and, and uh, having a more sustainable food production. But this topic, this specific file was so obvious for everyone that this should be tackled. Um, that, you know, uh, it, it is very worrying indeed that uh, we fear that the, uh, as the Le Monde reported on this uh, topic uh, after we published uh, uh, a report, is, is, is that, you know, it seems that the uh, chemical lobby has once again uh, uh, won, um, uh, seem to have uh, won this battle. But of course, we're not giving up. You know, it's, it's a huge global uh, human rights issue. It's a global human health issue. And it's a global... Uh, ecosystem destruction issue. So, the fact that the European Commission is 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 now seem to be dragging its feet on this topic is really really worrying. And so, yeah, we we launched uh, with some other um, uh, civil society organizations a campaign, like for example, asking for signatures from from citizens to to put pressure on the on the Commission. And um, we will uh, uh, until the end of the year there will be several events. Um, yeah, to keep up this pressure anything related to ecosystems has a global impact. And so thinking that the European Union can still produce toxic pesticides and export them and not considering the consequences for the rest of the world, but also for the European Union, because then it will import um, food from other places in the world where these pesticides have been used. So it is a circle that affects the whole world and to think that it does not come back to to europe is um is nonsense really absolutely uh my, my colleague nina holland who has been researching uh, these topics for for many years published a report on exactly this topic that you mentioned uh called toxic residues through the back door mm -hmm. where uh, indeed i mean if europe exports uh highly toxic and hazardous uh, chemicals to uh, uh, um, you know big agricultural producers like Argentina or Brazil or other countries uh, where you know there's there's uh, commodities like soy and and, and other uh, products uh, being produced which are then um, exported to European markets um, you know it has been demonstrated that some of these substances indeed come back to Europe uh, in the form of residues in food and feed so um, it is a self-defeating strategy from a from a if you would look at it uh, even only from a from a very narrow egocentric uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, it is really uh, really ridiculous. And um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of lobbying going on also on the international level where countries like uh, from from Latin America but also the United States and Canada they they set up coalitions to put pressure on the European Union not to um, uh, you know create new uh, regulations or norms on 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 the levels of residues that are acceptable or not so it's all you know as well as the input as the output of this um, agro-industrial machine um, it, it is really there's a lot of uh, big big interest at stake and, um, and 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 yeah, we 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 hope that the European Union uh, will keep um, its promises that are being made under the Green Deal. And why why has it been said by several NGOs that the REACH revision eventually became a victim of the Russian invasion of the Ukraine? What is the relationship, or what has it been claimed to be re the relationship between the two the two events? Well, if you think about the, the, the politics 
um, of this. Um, generally speaking, the 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 right, the center right, um, the extreme right, they are very often opposed to new regulations um, that might protect um, the health environment. Um, um, labor rights, for example, they will always take the, 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 the view of industry and will want to minimize regulation. Now, that's been, that's been their position for, for years and years. They like a, a de- a, a, as little regulation as possible. They support deregulation. But I would say that when, um, Russia invaded, um, Ukraine, that gave another excuse to the the right and the the center right to amplify their um their arguments because of then the pressure that we've seen on uh, agricultural supplies on on energy supplies and, and and others um and and there has been a huge um amount of i would say lobbying from um parliamentarians um in Brussels from the from the right include also at the national level as well to really try and put pressure on the commission to slow down or stop to have a moratorium on um new pieces of of legislation that the right argues that um would put extra burdens on industry at this difficult time. But note that language about burdens. Um, the right always talks about regulation being a burden on industry, but quite frankly, our, um, our, our health and our environment is being burdened by these regulations, uh, by these chemicals, by the use of these toxic chemicals. So we need to be very, um, I think, probing around, um, what the, the center right uh, uh, is arguing. Unfortunately, they have had their voice heard. Um, at the at the top of the commission, and the reach revision now is um, substantially delayed, um, which is I think really really problematic, um, and that's why we argue that it has been a victim um, of um, the Ukraine invasion. It has been um, it, that I would say that invasion has been instrumentalized by politicians who didn't like this kind of regulation in the first place and they have managed to have their um their arguments heard hans uh, what has happened in the european parliament regarding the exports of banned pesticides well maybe to just to first to start with a, with a positive uh, example is that two years ago a very large group of uh, members of the european parliament wrote an urgent urgent letter to the commission to to basically address this issue. Huh? So it's, it, it was, uh, I think, around uh, 80 or 90 MEPs from different political groups um, urging the Commission to do so. So that was positive. Now, uh, less positive is that we mainly see um, political uh, um, groups like, uh, most importantly, the European People's Party, the Christian Democrat Party, I sometimes call them jokingly the European Pesticide Party um, because they have been really uh, more and more vocal against all the greening proposals um, concerning pesticides. And um, even two weeks ago in the plenary session in uh, Strasbourg, the EPP openly said that the uh, proposal that the European Commission launched in June Um, which was about reducing pesticide use in the European Union with 50% uh, 
by 2030. Mm-hmm. That was really a very important proposal because it's really a game. It would be really a game changer. Um, now, the EPP just said, like, basically, I put it in my own words, over our dead body. We are not going to accept this. Also, um, uh, ministers of agriculture, mainly from um, Eastern and Central European countries, also wrote openly in a letter that they are very concerned that this will harm productivity, uh, that it will uh, affect farmers. Now, all of the usual, let's say, lobbying uh, fake arguments that yeah, they use. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's, 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 you can imagine this pesticide industry is very, very big in Europe. We have uh, a few very large multinationals, uh, the the main ones being Bayer and BASF in Germany, Mm -hmm. but you also have a huge company uh, called Syngenta based in Switzerland, but, um, since a few years owned basically by the Chinese state. Um, and well, that's the company that produces paraquats, for example, it, right? Exactly, and it's a company that is own uh, that is earning a lot of its uh, annual income revenues by uh, precisely exporting products like paraquat, mm-hmm. but also uh, neonicotinoids, who are uh, uh, known as as bee killers or or products that um, harm for, um, pollinators. Um, so th- those products are are massively being produced in Europe and being exported. Um, and what I'm, what I'm trying to make clear is that these companies, when the European Commission launches a uh, proposal to slash pesticide use with 50%, that, of course, is a sort of existential threat to their um, business model. Yeah. And um, the business model, just to be just to, 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 to um, make it more precise, you know, you have four of, the, of these large multinationals that control um, around 66% of the global trade in pesticides. And those four companies, I named already three, it's Bayer, BASF, uh, Syngenta and Corteva. Um, these companies uh, have a multi-billion uh, um, uh, business. Uh, it's, it's estimated more than around 50 billion uh, euros per, per year. Um, and yeah, these kind of proposals by the European Commission are, again, are, are obviously very um, threatening to to them and their shareholders. And maybe finally to sketch a bit um, the power game that we're in when we're talking about sustainable agriculture is that, you know, I already said Syngenta is owned by the Chinese state, but the shareholders of big companies like Bayer and BASF are to a large extent um, asset managers, asset funds called uh, Vanguard or BlackRock. Yeah. So this is a bit the picture, you know, the, these companies own to, to a large extent um, the pesticide industry. And uh, basically, I mean, like, you know, maybe exaggerating slightly, but um, these are the powers that that um, have a lot to say and control partly the course that we, uh, the European Union will and can take um, when it comes to um, making our agriculture more sustainable. And also these lobby tactics that you were describing, they are, are like used recurrently. It's in something that has been, that we have described as being a, a constant use uh, by the industry to defend their interests. So. I would like to have to know if the same thing or if something similar happened when REACH was first set up, or is this a completely new strategy that we're seeing? No, it's a it's an age-old strategy. It's it's the old playbook, if you like, being um being reused. Um and I think still today, actually, if you were wanting to look at an example of where industry 
ran a really um, um, sort of long strategic campaign against a piece of legislation, then actually we often do still refer back to um, the original REACH um, legislation back in 2006. It remains quite an iconic lobby battle, um, if you like. And um, while we're sort of still in the fairly early days of it, um, of of the revision, lobby battle, we can still, I think, see some of the same tactics being um, reused. So this point about mobilising political allies, I, I, I just talked about that and the, the role that the centre-right have, have played in, in opposing this and other kinds of, of legislation in the light of the Ukraine um, um, war that's very much echoing the messaging that is coming from parts of um, parts of industry. Um, we see language around um, um, jobs and, 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 and profits, um, that kind of framing being used um, now um, to um, try and defend the chemicals industry, even though the evidence is that actually profits are up in the chemicals industry and they have been for the last decade they've had a very profitable decade as a as an industry so again we have to we have to be prepared to to, to rebut that um we've seen um dodgy research um already we see proposals for endless loopholes um and so and i think a lot of these tactics are very reminiscent of um what we saw 15 uh, 20 years ago when when reach was back on the uh, was on the agenda then um so we are going to have to as campaigners we are really going to have to keep pressure on the commission to speed up the proposal um and then we will have to really defend it um very very carefully when it goes through um the council and it goes through um the parliament we know that a number of parliamentarians are very supportive of a of a of a stronger reach revision and we know there is a, a cluster of uh, member states um that are very supportive of a progressive reach revision as well but even when we get the proposal from the from the commission um and that is the first the first battle we will then really have to work with allies to defend it as it goes through the rest of the legislative process i see a lot of i see a lot of work ahead on this yes indeed and how just to finish uh someone who is listening to us how can they take action how can they help how can they join this fight that's a very good question there um there is a um a, a campaign that's being launched um by the european environmental bureau um in um early december um that will bring together campaigners against toxic chemicals and i think that will be very um exciting and i think they will the eeb is a as a umbrella organization that brings together organizations um at the at the member state level so if you're in france or in germany or in the czech republic wherever in the eu you can check on the eeb website the european environmental bureau website find out which members are in your country and perhaps get in touch with them. And certainly this will be an issue that um, Corporate Europe Observatory will be um, focusing on in the coming months and, and, and likely years as well. So watch this space um, and do get in touch um, if, you, um, if you want to find out more. Okay, we have come to the end of this podcast. Thank you very much, Hans and Vicky. 
If you like this podcast and you value the work of CEO, then please support us to stay independent. Consider making a small donation and sign in to our newsletter at corporateeurope.org and follow us on social media. Till next time, bye-bye.